Hello and welcome to another episode of The Untrained Eye with Beth and DJ. This episode is brought to you as always by Thieves Can't, the Dungeons and Dragons webcomic by your old pals Zach and Bart. Oh man, they would love it if you would go to yesthievescan.com and check out two things. One thing is issue number one uh, of their webcomic. It's very good. I've read it. I like it. I think you should read it. I liked it enough that I invested in issue number two. Uh, I don't know if it's necessarily too late for you now because their Kickstarter is over, but they did make all their stretch goals. They got all the good fun stuff. Uh, But I think if you want to, I think if you, it says here on their Patreon that for $2 a month you get early comic access. I am not Patreon guy, so I have not uh, I have not Patreoned them, but I feel like Kickstarter was way enough. But if you decide to Patreon them, you can do that through their website. Their website, yesthievescan.com. Also, I know it's not called Patreon them, but I like the way it sounds when it comes out of my mouth. So sorry, Zach and Bart, if that is not how you wanted me to say it. Uh, we are also brought to you by She Brews Coffee. Oh, wait. Uh, before we are brought to you by them, check out uh, at Yes Thieves Can on Twitter and Instagram. End of sentence. She brews coffee. If you like coffee like I do, then you will probably want something sweet inside of that coffee, like a caramel or a vanilla syrup. And if you would like to have someone make it for you from scratch, maybe even some delicious whipped cream from scratch, you can go to a car show that's going to be at the Baylife Church on November 10th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. And the address to that car show is 1017 Kingsway Road, Brandon, Florida. So if you are not from Hillsborough County, Florida, this does not apply to you unless you want to drive to Brandon, Florida and get some delicious coffee syrups, and possibly meet Beth and I. Uh, A little spoiler alert, we have been sick, so I don't know if that's going to carry on into November, but it seems like the sickness will never leave. So there you have it, folks. Talk about being sick during somebody's ad spot. I'm sure they're totally in love with that. Two ad spots, two totally lovely things. Hey, so this episode is a good one. It's a long one because we missed you guys. We wanted to catch up. Uh, If you want to catch up with us, you can hit us up on Twitter or Instagram at untrainedipod. Uh, You can email us, untrainedipod at gmail.com. And if you want to get a shout out, ask a question, whatever, hit us up on Twitter uh, with the hashtag untrainedipod and we'll look it up while we're doing the show and we'll answer your questions or high-five you or whatever on air, whatever it is that you hashtag and ask us. And if you don't use the hashtag, we will shake our fists at you live on air. So I don't remember what to say next, so I think this is when we should start the episode. See ya. All right, I'm 
going to need you to calm down with the uh, plane signaling. <laughs> Why? What's wrong with that? I'm coming in for a landing. <laughs> coming in hot. Coming in real hot. So, how are you feeling today? Well, I'm a little bit under the weather. <laughs> yeah, well, you have gotten me sick as well, I think. Like, really? I'm not like sick like you were, but I feel my body giving up. I'm sorry. It's like, please don't. It just sucks because I tried really hard to stay away from you. (laughs) (laughs) Why did that just look like your normal routine? (laughs) (laughs) It was. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Except this time I had an excuse. You're like, back off, I'm sick. (laughs) Yeah. Rude. Just kidding. No, I always hate it when I'm sick because I'm like, oh, I can't kiss him. (laughs) I hate it when I get sick like start to get sick on like a Friday or a Saturday because usually working outside, especially when it's hot and it's not quite cool just yet. It's cooler. Like I can go and just go hard for like a day or two. And usually I'll just sweat the sickness out. Mm -hmm. But usually when it has time to germinate, germinate to that sounds like a science word. (laughs) Mm -hmm. When it has time to Petri dish uh, all weekend, that's when it's like, I'll wake up tomorrow, and by the time I get to work, uh, it'll be the worst. Oh, because you're not like sweating it out, you're just hanging out mm-hmm. in it? <laughs> yes. Soaking in it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've been doing. And But usually I don't sweat it out anyway, because I work indoors. <laughs> well, you sound at least better than you have this starting, what, since Thursday? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what got me either because it's not like a regular cold. Like, I don't have, like, phlegm. (laughs) But my throat is, like, scratchy and sore. So, and I've had, like, a dry cough. So, I don't know what that is. But it's not fun. But, but. (laughs) And that's been What's Not Fun this week. (coughs) Yeah. Theraflu, amazing. Even if you don't know if you actually have the flu. <laughs> there you go. There's a flu. So, do you remember our old pal Bubba the Love Sponge? Uh, yes, I do. Well, I guess that dude is not doing well uh, as far as money-wise. Really? I guess everything has gone south for him even with doesn't he have a sex tape or was it hulk hogan's sex tape it was hulk hogan's he secretly recorded hulk hogan and now that is the source of all of his woes because it's been going on for years now but who was like suing him or because i remember the story vaguely but well first he was being sued by mj yeah uh (laughs) that's true actually i think he was getting sued by mj and then he was getting but well people that don't know who he is like he used to be a local radio dj here mj or both of them mj and bubba the person that you brought up uh and then didn't he like move away and he was like syndicated or is he still in tampa all right hold on Bubba the Love Sponge. Spell it out for us. (laughs) And MJ and BJ were like local Tampa uh, DJs that, you know. They both were on the same station at first. Like 93. uh, 93. FLZ. Yeah. MJ and BJ had a morning show. And then Bubba had like 
and the evening yeah. night show. What it, was the show called? It was called Bubba on No, it was a funny name. Was it? It seemed like it was. I don't think so. I don't remember. Anyway, continue on. Uh and, you know, whatever. Bubba went to the school of Howard Stern and <laughs> knew that the way to get uh, get his name out there was to start beefs with everybody. And so he did it. <laughs> he started by doing it with MJBJ. He's done it with every, uh, every radio show that's come in town ever since. And it all the last one that we all know of is with uh, him and Mike Calta or Cowhead. But these beefs aren't like fake, right? Like he like antagonizes people until they're like, "I'm suing you." <laughs> he, I don't know. I really, honestly, don't know. Like, I w- was too young to know how seriously to take him but whenever he was like-, like at his height here, <laughs> uh, and then now like. Like, he just seems like somebody that'll just say anything to get under your skin. That's what I mean. Like, I don't know if he even believes his own hype anymore. He just knows how to do it so well that he just... Well, he has a whole army of followers. The bubble... The bubble. <laughs> the bubble army. The yep. bubba army. <laughs> uh, yeah. Every once in a while, we'll go into an establishment and I'll see something up that says bubba army and we'll roll my eyes. <laughs> Uh, cause it's ridiculous cause you're an adult anyway. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> so he, Bubba, you, it's impossible for you not to know that he was friends with Hulk Hogan and eventually at one point was like, Hey, would you like to have sex with my wife? And Hulk Hogan was like, indubitably. <laughs> and, uh, whenever he did that, he was secretly recorded. Hulk Hogan was, and Eventually, uh, that, you know, whatever, to just shoot way ahead, the the tape slash DVD, whatever, of Hulk Hogan and Bubba's wife got stolen, released the TMZ, TMZ released that tape, and then just the big Sue fest and started, or it started, uh, ensued, and, uh, <laughs> The big Sue fest ensued <laughs> i realized what i said as i was saying it and then correcting myself and i stand by what i said sue fest ensued and uh what was the next part okay so i think hulk hogan was suing tmz for releasing the tape and not i don't know checking with him first and somehow bubba got pulled into all of this because he was somehow because he was the one that uh recorded it recorded like did, so did hulk hogan know that that tape existed before no. it got released well he says he didn't know but who knows who knows there was probably a time when he was like i would never have sex with someone else's wife even if they were into it yeah <laughs> only if it was my daughter wait not my daughter i meant because <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah because he's always like flirting it seems like they have like when he was on that didn't he have a tv show bubba or no, uh, hulk, hulk hogan didn't like didn't he have a tv show on like mtv or something hanging with hulk or whatever something like that and he like it was weird he was like here let me put some suntan lotion on my daughter what is it about because was his daughter blonde what is it about blonde daughters and weird dads because i feel like jessica simpson also had a strange relationship with her dad yeah and they say that too about donald trump and his daughter anyway so (laughs) uh well he's made some weird comments like so that all happened. Uh, Bubba was convinced that, you know, uh, 
this guy and one of his old employees, Spice Boy and Cowhead, who is I think their names respectively are Mike Calta and Matt Lloyd. Uh, they conspired to like steal this DVD and release it to TMZ, and they're actually still, I guess, in the middle of lawsuits about that. But during the middle of all of this, still, uh, Bubba was there was accusa- There's always been accusations that he's been like kind of cheating the system when it comes to ratings, because uh, I guess. Oh, okay. So. Uh, Nielsen or whatever, whoever it is that does the ratings, does it say in this article? I don't think so. Uh, whoever it is that does the ratings, they finally, I guess, started looking into it. And yeah, it is a Nielsen. Um, it says he has been sued by Nielsen's Nielsen's by Nielsen recently to the tune of one million dollars for the rating fixing scandal. So, like, how is that even possible? Like, how can he change the ratings? They talked about i'm listen if you're at this point you're that interested in it do uh, my own research <laughs> not i'm just talking to everybody out there like they because i never actually i didn't have to do my own research because it was happening in our hometown and i used to listen to mike Couch in the morning all the time so they talked about it and like, like how they would have done it and so it's Whatever. Did it's, he write a book that said, I didn't do it, but if I did, this is how I would have done this it. This is how I would have <laughs> cheated the system. Uh, and so between the million dollar fine that he got, the lawsuit with TMZ and Hulk and all this other stuff that's going on, he is, his house is up for sale. He's living out. I would. They didn't say Ocala, but I know he's got uh, property in Ocala. Excuse me. He was talking to Howard Stern. Is he still on the radio? Yeah, that's been hard to figure out. He's supposedly still got his studio and is doing this the the show, but I just don't know where it's going out to. Like, I couldn't even find out really if it's actually happening still in Tampa at all. I don't think it is. Uh, Tampa Bay Times did the world's longest article on this. I read the whole article <laughs> and was like, geez, every time I'm like, well, we've come to a natural conclusion. There was 18 more paragraphs. So again, if you want like the world's most extensive research about someone who clearly is in love with Bubba the Love Sponge, uh, go to Tampa Bay Times and type in Bubba the Love Sponge. Well, I just think there's a lot of stuff to cover in an article like that because if people don't know who he is to start with and then all the stuff that like that's just the highlights two things i will say towards that is this was written in the tampa bay times so there is no chance that someone <laughs> in tampa bay does not hasn't heard someone utter under their breath who is bubba the love sponge like you just well, what if you don't listen to the radio or what if you are a hermit and you don't watch tv or the news you might not know unless you're also uh, all of those things and under 20 years old you do, that's the only way you could not know who bubba is because well i'm 35 and i remember like uh i was thinking about it the other day after i read that article that like i remember one of the many because each day there was like a there was like a something monday uh tubular tuesday but uh thursday was no panties thursday and you were supposed to like put your uh underwear on your car antenna and drive around and like ladies i I think yeah yeah. not not men and you know and i remember seeing that when i was a kid 
uh, and my parents being like, mm, we're just going to stay. You know, I never Thursdays. saw anyone doing that. That's crazy that you did. Well, we were also, since my dad and grandfather worked out in Tampa, like I was always out. I was always just on the outskirts of downtown, so. <laughs> so you saw you saw a lot of crazy things. Yeah. Yeah, I think the first time I ever heard the term tickle bitties was on, <laughs> <laughs> was on that. That's so <laughs> He used to funny. say that all the time. Like, oh, he can get away with it because he's not really <laughs> saying it, but he kind of is. Like, if you're in your 30s and you lived in, in Hillsborough County, I've got to imagine that you know who Bubba is and you've got, like, fond memories of, like, because that was, like, if you listened to Bubba the Love Sponge and you were able to get away with it, you were, like, the cool kid in school. <laughs> they were like, oh, my God, you were allowed to listen to it? Like, no, I just snuck my radio in my room. <laughs> yeah. Even though, especially at that time, like, I had no idea what they were actually talking about. I was like, they're just saying stuff I'm not supposed to hear as a kid. Well, yeah. Well, and too, like with MJ and BJ, like that seemed like a staple of like living in Tampa. And then like BJ left or whatever. And then like when MJ left, I was like, the whole world's ending. Yeah. <laughs> not like really, but just seemed like a, a time was over. Well, because we were in our what, like late teens, like early 20s, whenever MJ finally like fully left. We were in our mid twenties because I was working at the job I'm at now. I guess we were, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, because I, uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So he was on the radio here, like, I don't know how long, but as long as I could remember, like listening to the radio. Huh. So. So yeah. So anyway, if you know who Bubba the Love Sponge is, not doing well. I'm sure he's got money somewhere, but he's at least. Maybe his, he has another sex tape to sell. <laughs> it says his house is lifted. Li, listed. Uh, and seen. It says his house is listed for $1.3 million. He said to owe $47,000 in property taxes and another $200,000 to the IRS. Mm. So, there you go. Yeah, that ain't good. Um, speaking of the IRS, our Wait, friend... wait, we have to do this. Huh? Uh, do you remember... Uh, every I feel like every beginning or every end of the show he would be like yo 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 no I don't remember that wait now I have to go ahead and tell me I'm gonna find this on YouTube I know it has to be there but this is a completely different subject it's about like taxes and apparently there's um some people saying that there's no um statutes that actually say that we have to pay income tax yeah who is that that says that wesley snipes uh yeah he tried to get away with it and they were like no didn't he go to prison for that uh i don't know about prison but he definitely went to uh because he tried not to pay his taxes but like there's this um, I think there's some contest or whatever that says that if you like go over the tax statutes and find where it says that you have to pay like income tax uh, and find the statute or whatever that makes it legal for the government to collect that tax from you, then they'll pay you $100,000. And so a whole bunch of like tax experts, CPAs, whatever, have like gone over it and they're like, we can't find it. I, re I really wanted to win that money, but we can't find anything that says that you have to pay that money whoa so 
I mean, it's just crazy. Like, of course, I'm saying pay your taxes because ain't nobody trying to go to jail. Ain't no, nobody trying it. to be responsible for someone not paying and then going to jail. I'm not giving it tax advice. You heard it. You heard it. I'm just saying, like, it's just crazy if that is a, a thing that um, there is no actual tax law, but we are being, like, forced into paying. Well... So on, what does it say, April 24, 2008, Wesley Snipes was sentenced to three years in prison for willful failure to file federal income tax returns, and I guess his accountant was sentenced to 10 years in prison. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, how embarrassing. So that he couldn't just pay? (laughs) Uh, No, because how much did I say he owed? Millions? Uh, It doesn't say. But yeah, I'm sure, I think it was millions, like multiple millions that he owed, and I'm sure he didn't have it. And even yeah, if he I'm did, sure. I, they're like, listen, we got to make an example out of you, man. <laughs> yeah, you didn't pay, and you can't be rabble-rousing. Also, if you're the one that figures out that we don't actually owe taxes, and they're only giving you $100,000, get out of my face. I would be like, listen, everybody. Well, it's a contest. Yeah, I'm sure, like, I, could, I'm sure I could get somebody else to give me much more money to figure out that they don't owe. I would never just go to just everyone and be like, hey, everyone, look what I found out for all of you. No, I would go to only the richest folks and be like, look what I found out for you. Yeah. (laughs) What are you going to give me for this information I currently own? (laughs) Mm, Yeah, I guess that's a good plan. But like the lady, like I saw this video and it was a lady that was like going around like, uh, doing these speeches and I guess they had like tried to file a lawsuit like her and a whole bunch of other people or whatever to try and like figure out why we're being charged when there's no statute but it doesn't seem like that went anywhere so I'm, I'm gonna continue to pay <laughs> until I guess it's I'm told not to <laughs> by the IRS <laughs> don't yeah because <laughs> I don't want to go to jail I don't have passenger 57 money <laughs> Neither does yeah, he. <laughs> neither does he, but he had a lawyer, I'm sure a good one, that got him down to three years. <laughs> I was going to say, not that good, because he did still go for three years. Well, Johnny Cochran's dead. <laughs> was he dead in 2008? I don't know. Yeah, I think he was. He probably was, and he probably isn't taking cases like that. <laughs> Why not? I don't know. He was more of a <laughs> civil rights activist. But anyway... So that, and, like, who else recently with the taxes? I have no uh, idea. Yeah, you brought it up. It was uh, the guy from Jersey Shore. Oh, last time, Mike. Yeah, the situation. situation. <laughs> Gotta pay them taxes soon. Yeah, I guess. I mean, listen, those are just the <laughs> Gym, ones that... tan, laundry, taxes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that means. Uh... <laughs> oh, maybe it's... Because uh, that was their thing, GTL, gym, tan, and laundry, but now it's just gym, taxes, and laundry <laughs> <laughs> for him. Because <laughs> he ain't going to be tanning in prison. Mm, so, did you hear about What's-Her-Face, uh, Sarah Silverman? What about her? Did you hear about her or no? I mean, I've heard of her. I don't know what you're referring to. Like, I guess she was talking to, uh, she was all, I guess she was talking to Howard Stern as well. Uh, but she was like coming out, I guess, in a little bit of solidarity with Louis C.K. She was like, yeah, 
Uh, he asked me to jerk it in front of me before, and I said, go for it. <laughs> oh, well, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. So she's saying she's okay with it, so everyone else should have been, or? Uh, I don't think that's what she was saying. I think she was saying that, like, it wasn't all uh, as... as Like, sorted? I guess. I don't know. It was kind of strange. It was a strange headline to read, and it was also, like, uh, she kind of, like, went back on it a little bit, because the main woman uh, that came out about it was like, hey. <laughs> Not cool, Sarah. Why? Not cool. Why you do this? Well, like, I don't know. That that whole thing seems weird, but I can't imagine if you're not slightly into that person that you would be like, yeah, it's okay if they just take their junk out and start manipulating it. Okay, I, I'm, I can't even begin to... I almost should have, like, paraphrased it all and written it all down, but Ari Shafir was just on Joe Rogan's podcast, like, a few episodes ago, mm-hmm. and, man, I gotta tell you, Ari Shafir is maybe the most uh, uh, underrated philosopher of our time. Like, he has a spin on things that is kind of amazing sometimes because I, uh, I'm i almost afraid to say how he said it because I, I'll never do it any justice. But basically made, like, a very good point about how, like, it wasn't just that that situation with Louie where it was those two girls in that hotel room wasn't just as simple as like they just went to the hotel room and he turned around and was like, ah, I'm doing it. Uh, I don't know. This is a very bad setup because I don't really have any meat to it, but it's <laughs> meat. And <laughs> I mean, like, I guess he would have to revisit the story. Cause I don't like, why were they at his hotel room? Like, I know, like, it seems like whenever all that stuff was coming out with Harvey Weinstein, they were like, oh, well, they do business meetings and random things like that in their hotel room. So, okay, if that's the setup, then not cool. But if you went there knowing that sex was on the table, then maybe it's not as weird. Uh, Yeah, I sorry. I'm trying to find if it if I can get like a straight up. No, everything is just that lady calling out Sarah Silverman. Louis C.K. put me in a lose-lose situation. Who said that, Sarah? Or No, this is <laughs> that Rebecca. I just clicked on it, so I lost her name. Um, thank you for the big eyes. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Rebecca Corey is this lady's name. Uh... Well, what about her? Thank you. <laughs> just like dead air. You're like reading your phone. Well, I'm trying to hurry up. And for 12 years, I actively tried not to be part of the CK masturbation narrative. But no matter how hard I tried, it kept finding me. At work-related events, on TV sets, social settings, and comedy clubs, I'd hear people defending him while unabashedly tearing apart the women who tried to bring... What he was doing to light, it angered me and felt shameful to sit in silence, but I did because I didn't want to be a part of it. A few weeks ago before I spoke out, something about Tig Notaro, great comic as well. A couple of weeks, You're literally just playing, anyway. uh, So, I have nothing. Okay. Well, I just don't know why Sarah Silverman said that. Like, what what was her purpose? 
to say that it wasn't a big deal? Uh, I would imagine talking to Howard Stern, it was just something that, because, you know, her, Sarah Silverman and Louis C.K. have been friends, I guess, for a long time. And, uh... I mean, do you think that's true? What? That he did that in front of her? Yeah, she said... I'm trying to find that quote now, but she said, you know, uh, sometimes she would ask, he would ask her to do it and she would be like, yeah, I'd like to see that. And sometimes he would ask and she'd be like, no, gross, get out of here. So that's not the exact quote, but, uh, weird. Yeah. Well, okay. No, I did not hear that. (laughs) <laughs> no, I did not hear that at all. <laughs> I'm glad I could give a super disjointed account of the whole situation. <laughs> yeah. Um, we've been watching uh, season two of Making a Murderer. Also a disjointed uh, account. <laughs> account, yeah. Yeah, I just think that whole thing is so crazy. And, like, of course, like, watching the Netflix thing or whatever, like, I'm like, just release them. <laughs> Because <laughs> uh, it seems like the police didn't even look for uh, any other suspects. They just were like, oh, we let this guy get out even though he wasn't guilty to begin with. Well, he made us look foolish before, so we need to catch him again. So that seems to me like what is happening there. But it's really interesting watching them like following the ev- evidence in the like the old version of it the first season like that was crazy um just watching them like piece everything together and then like how corrupt it looked with all those same cops like investigating the second case even though they pinned the wrong like rape and uh didn't that lady didn't he go to prison to start with because the lady got like raped and beaten and left on a beach I, honestly, I don't remember. I just remember that he got out. Uh, what is his name? Stephen Avery. Avery got mm-hmm. out, and uh, well, I think that's for- what it was. And then, like, she picked him out of a lineup, but he looked like the guy that did it. And uh, I think there was a tip or something that the guy that actually did it um was arrested and like had claimed or whatever that he had done something like that and someone else was sitting in jail for him um and the the cops just ignored it like they didn't look into it at all and then finally he got exonerated a word (laughs) yeah but now we're watching season two and it just seems really interesting still and sad because, like, what do you think about the uh, Brendan da- Dassey, the kid who's uh, not a kid now? Well, he's what twenty seven now, I guess. Yeah, but he went to prison when he was sixteen because he like made a confession. But like in this new season, it seems like they're going over that confession, and I think it looks really coerced. Yeah, especially because he has like a lower IQ, so it seems like they're taking advantage of him, and then. Like, it just seems like the lowest of the low of a person would assess that someone has a low IQ and then still try to lead them into confessing to a murder. Well, yes, I think that is terrible if that's the case. But, like, I don't know how long that... 
interview was or whatever what is it interrogation was that they did with that kid Mm -hmm. and like i said about the first season like this season's kind of the same way of like the filmmakers or whatever documentarians seem to clearly have an opinion an opinion which they you know you can't help but have an opinion about it and they're filming these things they're editing it together and it's all coming it's all it all has come together so far in a way that you know, makes it look like these two guys are innocent and... Well, even if it doesn't make them look completely innocent, like the fact that they are uncovering all these things that look shady, like that's what I find interesting. No, I find that interesting too, but I also think that like, like we were saying after the first episode, they mentioned, uh, you know, the filmmakers put in that, you know... uh, like one thing that the prosecution was saying, like, oh, Netflix, they left that, this out of their their documentary. The one, the one thing about the whatever it was, whatever whatever evidence it was that they said that they left out to make it look yeah, more it look like sweat, whatever it was, and they said, uh, you know, if they had just put this in, it would have made it look a little different or whatever. I don't know. It's. <laughs> The fact that they acknowledge that, fine. The documentarians acknowledge that there was some things that they left out or whatever, fine. But that's the one thing that they said, or the one thing that they acknowledge that they left out or whatever. Like, what else got left out? What else got put in that didn't need to be put in? Like, and the same thing with this season. Like, it's just, it's, like I was telling you before, like, this is most people's there, this is going to be their full uh, look into this into this whole case. There's yeah. going to be no. There's not going to be one googling done after they finish making a murder season two. So it's I don't know. Like to look at it and just be like, this is I can't believe it. This is insane. Like n- neither I'm not going to. Like I'm not going to. Yeah, do we're it not going to research. Uh, we're just watching the Netflix show, but. I don't know, like even thinking of like watching the original version of it and then like at the end of the interview with that kid, he was like, okay, can I go home now? No one in their right mind is going to think that they can go home uh, after confessing to slitting someone's throat, raping them, chaining them to a bed and then uh, taking them outside and shooting them in the head. Yeah, go ahead and go home now. Go ahead and do that again. Like that kid asked if he could go home. It, it just seems sad. Like, even if Stephen Avery is guilty, like, I don't think that kid is. Uh, no. Yeah, I think he's just has a low IQ and he's been taken advantage of. And that just seems the most awful to me. And the fact that they're, like, railroading so hard to make sure that he doesn't go home. Well, it sucks, too, because, you know, if you haven't watched it, uh, slight spoiler. Railing, not railroading. <laughs> uh, they sort of allude to like a couple times like ah he's gonna be able to come home that brendan and uh first they're like oh he's gonna be coming home the whoever said that he's you know gonna let him out and that doesn't work out and then they're like oh well they're gonna retry him or may- possibly retry him and we're gonna try and get him out on bail that doesn't work out and like i <coughs> yeah like every time like his hope is like established and then crushed i feel kind of spoiler alerted on the whole thing because i remember 
sometime last year, whenever that was happening, like I, I remember like saw it on the tabloids. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing it and reading up on it, and like I kind of, even though we're only like halfway through, I pretty much know. What's I know how happen? the whole thing ends, uh, but I don't know. It's just, uh, if anything, it's just spooky because it makes you. I don't know. Because if this all, like, it's it's not spooky yet. It's spooky if they get to the end of this and they do find out that he was set up by the police in that town. And that he's been in jail for, it'll be at least 12 years by the time they get him out. Who, Brendan or? Both of them. Yeah. Well, and think about Stephen Avery. Like, he already spent 10 years for the first time. Ugh. So, and he's... Like, Brendan, I think, can get out in, like, 2048. Yeah, they said when he's 60, Like, 50-something, I think. But Steven can never get out. Unless he gets released. Yeah, what do they say? Uh, Life with no chance of parole? Right. Yeah. Well, I think, too, they were saying in the documentary, like, he was supposed to start, like, get, like, millions from the state... For being wrongfully imprisoned the first time, wasn't he? And then he got arrested right before he was about to get that money. Mm-hmm. So that seems a little fishy, too. But I don't know. It's just sad all around. And thinking of the girl's family, um, her last name was Hallbach. I don't remember what the first name is. Re- no, I don't know what the first is name is. Is it Sarah? Was. I don't I don't remember. I don't know. But her last name is Hallbach. Anyway... Uh, thinking of her family, like that seems super sad too, because they don't really know what happened to her, uh, beyond like those, um, detectives, like painting a story for that kid to tell them. And then the, what was it? The prosecutor like going on TV and saying that she was like chained up and raped and all that, but there was no evidence of that. Just what the kid said. So like having to deal with that narrative and then not really know if, the person that is behind bars is the actual killer. Um, but hoping that they got the right guy and then not wanting that person to be released because if they are and they were the killer, then there's no justice for your daughter. But if they get really either way, that family loses because if he gets out and he did do it, then that but if he gets out because he didn't do it then that means that they have been directing their white hot hate at this guy for over a decade right and it's been the wrong person well and and they didn't look into who actually may have done it the cops didn't look at anyone else so i don't know like (laughs) the thing about it too the because like i said we've only watched like half of this season is that it is Again, I don't know if this is just how the filmmakers are portraying it all or if it just happens to be how this is all shaken out, but it looks so much like a it's so much like a movie because like this the 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 new defender whatever whatever you call her the what's that lady's name? Zellner. Yeah, I don't know her, but she she is clearly someone that is uh looking for exposure. Like, she's, you know, she's good at her job. She's his new, uh, Stephen Avery's new... Like, defense attorney. Yeah. And uh, she's clearly very good at what she does, but 
I mean, they kind of say it without saying it, that she wanted nothing to do with them until that first documentary came out. Because all of a sudden, after Making a Murderer blew up, then all of a sudden they started getting uh, responses. responses to their emails. And uh, I don't know. Between her and that guy, Ken Kratz or Len Kratz or whatever he is. Ken, the, I think. The guy that... The prosecutor, the original one. Mm-hmm. He... You know, again, magically after that first season came out, he started writing a book and that about Stephen Avery and what his actual thoughts on him were or whatever. So he's capitalizing on this just as much as anybody. Uh, well, he seems like the worst person because, yes, it's your job to go ahead and like try to put someone behind bars like your job is to win the case, regardless of what you think. Uh, if you think the person is guilty or not, you can't say that. Well, oh, you, I don't. I don't think he's guilty. I'm gonna go lenient on him. <laughs> you just said it. Like he is. He was supposed to do that. What you just said, and when the decision came down, he just double downed on it. Like because even though they were like, "Hey, there might be new evidence that say it says that this wasn't it," he's like, "Well, I can't be wrong, so I ref- I refuse." To acknowledge any of this yeah it's all nonsense and garbage and i'm gonna i'm gonna triple down by also going on every show that will have me to t- to say that Stephen avery is a psychopath even though th- there's no way i a prosecuting fat man could know that i'm gonna write this book i'm gonna go on dr phil to do all these things and talk about how i'm so sure that he's an insane uh psycho killer when yeah it just seems like a lot of the facts are fabricated or exaggerated. So, I don't know. Like, I don't want to give too many spoiler alerts for season two, but, like, it's definitely interesting if you guys want to check it out. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Stephen Avery isn't doing the uh, world tour right now, so spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Nope, this is what I have for you. Actually, right. I'm going to save this one. This is a this is a good this is going to be our palate cleanser at the end. So go ahead. Okay, well this is dark too, I guess. See, so, this is a light one I have, so. <laughs> well, I guess this guy like went into a grocery store in Kentucky and like just shot a random black guy in the back of the head. Mhm. And then uh went outside and then shot a black lady and then um I think a white guy pulled a gun on him or whatever, and he said to them, whites don't shoot whites. That's why. I heard that part of that story, but didn't understand why that was said. Like, the guy that shot the two guys said that, or shot the man and the woman said that? Yeah. Whites don't shoot whites. Otherwise known as, this guy has serious, serious mental problems. Yeah. Like, it says... A white man who allegedly killed two people at a Kroger grocery store in Kentucky tried to enter a predominantly black church nearby minutes before the fatal shooting. So I think he tried to go to a church first and then went to that grocery store and then shot two people. Good. So I don't know. Like that. And then go ahead. I was going to say between that and the synagogue in Pittsburgh the oh, right. guy who was uh, out of Florida sending all those or trying to attempt to send all those explosive devices or whatever. Which, P.S., can I just tell you, there was a story about that guy that was like, 
He hated his mom so very much. Also, he's Italian and Filipino, and he's from Florida. And I'm like, guys, what are you like, <laughs> like focusing in on Italians that hate their mothers? Why are you, uh, why are you trying to cramp my style, man? Well, is that <laughs> the guy that was sending out the pipe bombs? Uh huh. Well, he also was sending out like uh, Twitter threats or whatever, and people tried to, like, I don't remember who the. Sorry, I don't remember who the girl's name was. But she reported him to Twitter, and they were like, uh, oh, her name is Rochelle Ritchie. She reported him to Twitter, and they were like, well, he hasn't violated any of our uh, standards or whatever, so they didn't do anything about it. And then they found out he was the pipe bomb killer. Kumail Nanjiani. Or not killer. Did he? Did any of the bombs go off? I don't think so. He Kumail was, uh, he's been tweeting lately all these people that have uh, been saying either... Uh, you know, I tried to report someone or this person was just talking about like killing Jews in ovens or mm. whatever. And none of this seems to violate any of the terms of service. And he's been, uh, you know, tagging Jack, the uh, the CEO of Twitter in, in all of these retweets that he's been doing. And I just think it's funny that uh, all of this is coming to light, like the, all this hate that's happening. And clearly it does violate. Because of, you know, I hate to bring him into it again, but they just kicked off, what's his face, Uh, Alex Jones, because of what he was doing. Uh, I would imagine, I don't know if, I don't think it was because of the Sandy Hook stuff, but that was part of, you know, his denial or whatever, his uh, assertion that Sandy Hook was, you know, possibly just a, what do they call that? False flag. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the government or whatever. Uh, you got guys like Milo Yiannopoulos that, you know, violated their terms of service by just saying that what's-her-face, uh, she's on Saturday Night Live. We love her very much. Mm-hmm. She's the older... She's like the oldest Saturday Night Live cast member. Leslie, Leslie Jones. Jones. He said something about, like... or. Either he said, Milo said, or somebody that follows him said something about her looking like a gorilla or something. Wow. And, uh, you know, that got him kicked off. But these people talking about, you know, how Jews need to be exterminated. Uh, I feel like Moshe Kasher has also been saying uh, a bunch of stuff on Twitter, too, recently about people saying stuff like that. Yeah. In fact, well, it, it, tell me about it, because I'm going to look for Moshe's tweet, because it was... Well, I saw this one lady's like feed. I I think maybe Mosho or maybe Kumail uh, retweeted what they, what she was posting, and it was like tweet after tweet of like hate mail or whatever of people saying like I think maybe it was um I don't remember what her name is. It's Talia something, and she, I think she's like openly Jewish and um like she's been uh, I think maybe she's like a reporter or something. But she posted a whole bunch of different tweets where, like, people were, like, saying that she needs to kill herself or, like, saying different hateful things about Jewish people. Which I don't understand, like, why that seems to be resurfacing. Because, like, why? (laughs) So, he, Moshe Kasher wrote uh, a day ago, he said, I spent the last two years watching my feed poisoned with an uptick in ironic... Oive shut him downs, anti-Semitic slurs, including death threats, footage of me discussing hatred of Jews, 
uh, making its way to Nazi Twitter accounts just a few days ago. No Jew is surprised right now, which he tweeted, I guess, after the whole Pittsburgh But thing isn't went that down. crazy that, like, Jews are the only whites that are unacceptable? <laughs> well, like, any other types of whites, like we just talked about, like, last week, like, Italians, Irish, Swedish, whatever types or whatever, but you just can't be religious white that religion all right i don't want to just read people's twitter but his last tweet if an anti-immigrant twerking fitness model started a true crime podcast i think we could maybe wrap up this whole internet thing <laughs> who said that <laughs> motion Gasser did yeah. uh <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i don't know man racism am i right yeah i don't know like it's a popular topic but well it I always d- will be like it'll never not be a popular topic ever at least not in our lifetimes we'll never know a time where we'll have an entire week where racism isn't some part of the news yeah well you've been watching that um what was it like there's a documentary on netflix where this like indian lady i think she's indian she, i don't know she's arabic or i don't know what she is um but she's not white and she, like, goes and, like, does interviews with some white supremacist. And, like, there's one guy that is, like, uh, all he is, like, preaching is how much he hates the Jews. Like, Did what is there to hate about them in America? Well, they Or don't. anywhere. Like, what what are they doing? They're too funny. They own all the production companies. They own Hollywood. They're too funny. Continue. <laughs> also, I don't see why that's a factor in hating them. Oh wait, them. They, I forgot. The I, I can't believe like, what, I forgot. I don't the, understand. Wait, no, this is very important. I forgot the most number one racist thing about Jewish people. I can't believe it. All that money they steal from us all the time and keep. When? When they do? When they do it? How do they get our money? They just take it. I mean, are they taking it from Uncle Sam somehow? I saw, because <laughs> I saw those Jewish guys in the Harry Potter movies. They just steal up all your gold. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> that is not happening. Like, how is that happening? Unless Prove you're it. giving your gold directly to them. Yeah, they trick you. They're like, uh, hey. They're like, we'll, we'll help you out. We'll help you get some more gold. And I'm like, okay, but don't you take it. You I just it don't a- understand. <laughs> And then they take it, and then I have to be mad and be like, you're too funny, and you steal too much from me. I hate you. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I don't know. I just think it, um, different races and religions are interesting. Um, but, like, I don't know why people are so hateful with, like, Jewish people. Because they're-, they're different. And because, by the way, Jew- I'm sorry. This is a stereotype that is true. Jewish it- people, percentage-wise, are funnier than <laughs> most people. So, sorry if you're not Jewish. Odds are, if you're listening to this, if you hear my voice and are not Jewish and are wondering if you're funny, you're probably not. <laughs> you're probably not even kind of funny. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's just another stupid thing to hate someone over. But Stupid. like I don't I wish I was Jewish. I would be do you know I would be twenty five percent funnier if I was Jewish. Is that right? I might convert. Okay. Just to be <laughs> funnier. I'd be like, guys, give me your secrets. 
<laughs> I mean, only if we can have another wedding and then like step on some cups. But I want to be lifted up on the chairs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh yeah, we both get that, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. We just we have eight years. Not so two more years. We'll renew our vows, mm-hmm. but on year nine, we will go and convert to Judaism so that we can have a cool, like, dope wedding. Yeah. I'm in. Get to break stuff, and they hoist you up like you're a Rudy. No, I'm going to have to go <laughs> on a diet, but <laughs> Not me, man. I'm going to start eating more now. I'm gonna be like, y'all are going to work. <laughs> I wonder if that's ever happened. They're like, oh, we can't. Like, Listen, we can't. We'd love to, but we cannot fit a forklift through these doors. So. <laughs> we're just going to pat you on the back and dance around you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're going to pat your shoulders, say good job, and leave. But I mean. Here, have another cup and a handkerchief to step on. I don't know. I mean, maybe if we were somewhere where it was like more concentrated, but like, I don't. What do you mean? Like, I don't even. We only know one person that's Jewish. Like, I don't know. And, of course, you don't hate them. <laughs> but, like, it's just weird because, like, that, like I don't know why you could be hating on a group of people like that. I guess maybe if there were more around and one wronged you somehow, then maybe that could start a fire in your brain. But Sure. I know plenty of people that had, like, one Christian guy screw <laughs> them over once, one time, and they're like, all Christians are the worst. Yeah, but that's well, the same too. It's all like one black person or one Mexican or uh, one white guy. Can't trust them, man. Yeah, I guess not. Who well, you can't trust is. anybody. So. <laughs> yeah. Start with not trusting anyone, and then yeah, do like your old pal Fox Mulder said, and trust no one. Yeah. <laughs> Don't don't look at their religion or their skin color. Trust Just don't no trust them, and then equally. until they prove that they can be trustworthy. You know how they do that? They never come anywhere near you, or touch you, or look at you, or talk to you. <laughs> and you know that guy that passes you that doesn't even acknowledge your existence. You're like I can trust that guy. Uh, yeah, that's how it works. Works every time. Works every time. What is it? Sixty percent of the time. Every time. That's right. Um, so I read this weird story about this guy that was like trying to play footsies, uh, with this girl on an airplane <laughs> and accidentally he looked down and it was a rattlesnake. No. <laughs> <laughs> and no, it was but... actually the movie snakes on a plane. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> he looked what it up was. And it was Samuel L. Jackson and he turned into a snake. No, this guy was on a Southwest flight and they had to make an emergency landing because he was acting crazy. Like, he was trying to, like, could you imagine that? If you, like, sat down and someone, like, took their shoe off and, like, slid their foot over next to yours and started rubbing your feet with yeah, their I feet? Yeah, I could totally imagine that. And I would be like, hey, man, no. Yeah, well, that's what happened. And the the girl, like, called over the flight attendant and uh, they changed her seat, and then the guy like got up and went and confronted the lady that he was trying to play footsies with. I was like, "Hey, man, did I do something wrong?" Yeah. <laughs> so, 
Is so, everything okay? I thought we were having a good time. Yeah, I just wanted to play footsies. Can I tell you, this is possibly a mentally ill man, but most likely just an insane person. Like, I realize I just said the same thing twice. No, <laughs> but just like a delusional, I'll say, person, not mentally insane. Just a someone who's like, she like I don't know why guys are like this, but they just cannot help themselves. They look, if a girl is like, hey, how's it going? Yeah. The guy immediately is like, oh, she wants to throw down. She wants to play footsies. She wants to play footsies with both my feet. Like, oh, I don't yeah. really even want to play footsies with you. Yeah. <laughs> Let alone some stranger that probably has athlete's foot. Yeah. By the way, that is a bold move to be like, slipping the shoes all the way off here. Mm, no. Take my sweaty airport socks Ew. all up on your feet and legs. <laughs> well, it said that this guy was on illicit substances the day before, and he had he had been receiving calls from God. So that yeah. was just his drug dealer. So relax. Yeah, but he was using methamphetamines, and uh, yeah, they had to. Um, the pilot landed the plane and <laughs> got that guy off. Before they resume their flight to wherever they were going. But how crazy is that, right? Like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like I would be so appalled. Especially, like, we talked about, like, flying before on tiny flights. And Southwest, <laughs> that was the flight I was on. <laughs> <laughs> like, the one the where one a where possible I a- meth addict was sitting next to you. No. By the way, I've worked with meth guys before like guys that either did meth the day before or did meth and then came to work uh and none of them were like hey man i need to touch you like no that's ecstasy people not meth people or i guess what is it and it's not ecstasy anymore it's mdma yeah or molly or whatever but like uh when i went on the flight where i had to tuck my elbows in because i was <laughs> sitting in between two skinny people that was southwest so i can't imagine like sitting down into a tiny seat and then someone encroaching even further on that tiny space hey girl you ever felt a stranger's sweaty foot on your own leg? have you ever felt a shank yeah. <laughs> i just fashioned one <laughs> just now <laughs> i just pulled out my own tooth and sharpened it into a shank yeah <laughs> sorry a shiv <laughs> no i don't know like i would have freaked right out Mm-mm. don't touch me that's funny because there was this uh this kid that i used to hang out with when i was a kid his, well i won't say his name but he uh i don't know like i want to i wish i could remember his last name because i would love to follow up now and find out if he ever like came out because i'm pretty sure he was gay but he just like we were so young at the time like i don't think he was comfortable admitting it or whatever because we I remember we were at like Walmart or something because I'd spent the night at his house by the way I was friends with him but part of the reason why I spent the night at his house all the time is because he had these two twin sisters that I was like sup ladies you want to play some footsie and they said no no I never said that uh but we were at Walmart or Target or something and we were walking around uh because his mom had to get something and we were walking towards whatever it was, and he kept like trying to hold my hand. How and old were you? We were thirteen. <laughs> we were just uh, maybe like twelve or thirteen. Oh, 
Yeah, that's not cool. And, uh, well, at the time it wasn't cool, but now I'm like, come on, man. Just ask me, and I'll tell you no. I'm not gay. Uh, Oh, was he gay? I don't know, but he kept trying to hold my hand, and at the time, I was like, uh, his excuse worked, because I was like, hey, man. I was like, what are you doing? And he was like, oh, sorry. He's like, I'm just used to, like, walking next to my mom. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. But then he did it like two more times, like tried to <laughs> hold my hand. And I was like, all right, man. So I kind of like walked a little further away from him. And we never, wa- we never like. Did you ever stay the night at his house after that? I don't think so. Because, oh my God. P.S. By the way, this is why maybe he shouldn't have done it. Uh, because there was another friend of mine who I spent the night at his house when I was in ninth grade. Mm-hmm. So I was like 13 or 14, probably 14. And, uh, I had known this guy for years and that night at like midnight was when he decided that he should come out to me. And I was like, not prepared for it. Like I didn't even have, apparently everyone that we knew, knew this dude was gay. Except (laughs) Except for you. And you're like, I'll stay at his house. (laughs) Yeah. And he told me, and I was like super weird about it because i was like i just i don't know i never especially when you're that age you don't really know how to handle that like you don't know what that means really i don't think well i was also extra stupid because like i was i was always under the impression that when someone was something that if okay to put it into context my uncle my mom's brother and sister are both gay. And for whatever reason, I was just like, I don't know, like you, you're not gay until you're older. Like if you yeah, are you gay, into it. it's a, yeah, basically. So when he told me that, like all of a sudden I had that like camera zooming straight into my face <laughs> moment. Like what is happening? Uh, and I made it extra weird because he was like, uh, like clearly he could see it on my face and we were like about to go to bed anyway. And he was like, his sister wasn't there. So he was like, do you want to sleep in my sister's room tonight? And I was like, Hey, yes, I do. Yeah. Uh, and so I slept in there and I was like, I don't know. I don't know what I thought was going to happen, but like, it was always weird between us after that. Uh, well, how did he tell you? Like, I don't really even remember. I just like. I don't, I don't know. It wasn't because like, was he just like telling you, or was he? Did he have a crush on you, or no? I, I don't think so. Anyway, but like, he was not weird about it. But I, me, just not expecting it or knowing that it was coming, I made it super weird. Like I could have older yeah. me would have handled it way better than fourteen year old me did. <laughs> well, and I think too, like it's more acceptable now than it was then. Like even when you were fourteen, like it was still weird, I guess. Like we didn't really know how to handle that kind of behavior because it wasn't something that our not behavior, but that kind of lifestyle or um I guess I don't know what word I'm looking for here. Well, because really my only other interaction with anything that had to do with being gay, other than my aunt, my uncle, was the fact that my parents put the fear of God with AIDS in me. Right. And as far as I knew, only gay people got AIDS. So that didn't play into my weirdness, but I'm sure... Like, oh my God, he has AIDS. <laughs> that didn't play <laughs> like... to sleep in the sister's room. That didn't play actively into my reaction, but... It definitely probably influenced it, I right. would say. 
he felt comfortable enough to tell me. Right. So at least outwardly, I didn't seem like someone that would be like, get away from me. I hate you. And I didn't. I just was like, just weird after that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was different. And like during that time, like, like I think it was starting to become okay, but it wasn't completely okay yet. Also, my defense of that all too, I remember he was like, as soon as he finally like started coming out to people, he was like super into it, like very out there and flamboyant. <laughs> and uh, like he was a fun guy, but I just missed out on it because I was like, I don't know what to do with this man. <laughs> I do yeah. not know what to do with this at all. I mean, I can't think of any instances like that. Because like it seems sprung their sexuality on you. No, <laughs> not really. No. Because I, I don't know, because I had girlfriends or whatever, and it seemed like it was a lot more um, acceptable for girls to be interested in that kind of behavior. But I don't, I can't think of anyone who, like, surprised me or, like, told me anything like that. They were like, hey, boo-boo. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, girls, like, are like, oh, look at us, we're kissing. <laughs> <laughs> and are like, yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I would say that's definitely way more acceptable than two guys doing it at the time, anyway. Because I remember, like, we had a we had a two of my friends were dating these two girls that were friends, and uh, I remember we were at the bar one night, and after we're like as we were leaving after last call, like they started making out, and I remember everybody else being like, "Whoa, it's crazy, <laughs> we love it." And those two, one of them, I will say, was like, yeah, this is great. And the other one is like, I think you're cheating right in front of me. <laughs> oh, so it was two guys' girlfriends doing it? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, whoopsie daisies. That is funny. Why do we start talking about this? Oh, because of that weird guy on the plane with playing footsies. Hey, man, uh, before we shake, how many boogers have you picked today <laughs> yeah. out of your nose? <laughs> yeah. Did you wash your hands after you went to the bathroom? You didn't. No? <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> um, Let's touch. <laughs> yeah, and and their hands are always, like, moist. <laughs> <laughs> like, clammy. Like, that makes me disgusted. Can I tell you what is disgusting is the people that don't find that disgusting cuz I'll be out working sweating. Clearly you can see rivers flowing <laughs> off of me. Like I am somebody that just walks outside and I'm immediately sweating. Like I sweat so much. And someone it's always dudes that will just come out and be like, "Hey man, how's it going? I'm, you know, Mr. Hoozy what's why don't you put her there? Thanks for building my pool. And I like look at them. I'm dirty and sweaty. And I'm like, ah, I got a lot of dirt. So I don't mind at all. And these are always guys that clearly work in an office and are just made of fuzz because you shake their hand and it just is like shaking a woman's hand. It's just yeah, it's so like soft. soft. Yeah. And it's like, dude, just no. This is your moment, and I'd hate to take it away from you, but stop. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, put her there. Put her there. Yeah. I mean, I get why people touch people, because, like, it gives you, like, an intimate connection. Like, you can feel that the person is a human, too, or whatever. But... I can see you're a human from here. Yeah, but when you (laughs) touch them, like, there's more things that go on, I think. Um, 
I agree. There's more of a connection, I think. But I'm I am for that for people I already know. Yeah, exactly. Like, like if I don't go ahead. No, I just don't like touching strangers and I don't I don't like shaking hands at all. Yeah, if we've met a handful of times, then we're get like I don't mind shaking hands so much if it's just if I'm not at work. Like if if it's just like a function and we're all there and they're like, "Hey, have you met Steve?" He was on that show making a murder. I'm like, "Oh my god, you guys made it out. It's crazy." <laughs> uh and then we would shake hands and we would move on. But we're not going to hug. We're not going to be like, put her there. I love you. Yeah, bring it in. Yeah. (laughs) Those guys. Oh, my God. You worked with a guy a long time ago that I would have murdered because he was one. We all went to some like function. Oh, like after work. Some like after work function. And this son of a bitch was like, (laughs) like saw. He was a boss and saw somebody that he worked with. And was like, hey, and went to go and do like the bro hug, you know, hand slap, whatever. But then like threw this guy into like a headlock (laughs) and like took him literally to the ground, like the literal ground. And I remember looking at you because he was very close to me. And I was like, if this guy does that to me, I don't care if he's your boss or not. I'm going to punch him in the throat. Yeah. Like, that's... That guy was kind of aggressive like that. Aggressive is the most diplomatic thing you've ever said about anyone that acted <laughs> like that. Because that guy was a tool. <laughs> uh, remember that one time we were, like, driving to my parents' house and we saw him, like, running on the side of the road? I was like, you stupid mother effer. And I, like, enunciated <laughs> every word of it and, like, looked at him in the eyes and you were like, oh, that was the guy. That's my boss. I'm like, oh. <laughs> you almost hit him with the car and you cussed him right in his eye. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't mention it whenever I went back to work. Because he probably didn't know anyway. Uh, he was a jerk, though. I don't know if I talked about it on here before, but I used to work with this guy. He was a... Uh, he was, like, technically, I guess, the supervisor over, like, I don't know, like, 30 crews. And uh, he would sit after work and just hold court with these guys. Because it was a bunch of Spanish guys or Mexican guys that didn't speak much English. And, but he would, like, he was also the guy that handed out the checks. Mm-hmm. Like, the, so everyone... So they had to listen to it. Mm-hmm. So it was always... it was. It was usually every day, but definitely on Fridays, as he before he would hand out the checks, he would just stand there in a big group of dudes that could barely understand him, and he would like try and tell stories or tell jokes that they would all laugh at. And I would see him standing there just so proud of himself, like, look at all of my adoring fans. I'm like, do you not understand that you're not only not funny, even slightly, <laughs> I can see in your face you're not Jewish, and you <laughs> and the only reason these people are even acknowledging your stupid existence is because you're their boss cuz you're not you're not yeah, my boss they're waiting for their money not you and your stupid stories yeah cuz if you ever foolishly asked me if i wanted to hear one of your funny stories you're like am i still on the clock then give me my check also, i ain't got to listen to this <laughs> yeah am i still on the clock give me my check i got to go yeah <laughs> P.S. Even if I'm getting paid to hear this, it's not enough. <laughs> yeah. It Does your boss know I'm getting paid to hear this? 
that was the thing is our, Sir. <laughs> the boss, bo- the main boss or the guy that owned the company was like, uh, uh, my first meeting with him was, or I'll say my second meeting with him was, uh, after I had just gotten hired and I saw his truck driving past and he recognized me, I guess. And he slowed down and undi- or rolled down the window and I could see smoke rolling out of it. Because he was hotboxing his truck, <laughs> and I could smell the alcohol on his breath. Didn't he invite you, like, to his house or something while he was doing that? I think so. He was like, hey, uh, do you want to come over? We're, like, grilling up some steaks or something. Something like that. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I gotta. I live in Ruskin, so I gotta... I mean, that is illegal, but if you're the boss... I guess. I mean, as far as I know, I didn't see him drive off the property, so maybe he was just doing it on the property. I don't but, know. But, like, smoking pot was <laughs> legal then. I mean, he might have had some kind of He did ailment. not have an ailment, and even if he did, that wasn't legal yet. Uh, at the time, it might have been. No. Maybe it wasn't. It wasn't. Shut up. You don't know. I know. Man. What? Uh, I just can't wait until our new recording device shows up. Do we have a lot of dropouts? I don't know. I, you, I, I, you can't ever tell. Okay, well, until I hope not. after it's it's done. Um, so I saw this really nice story. It was kind of bad at first, but then it turned into a nice story. So yeah. it definitely was not about Takashi Six Nine. No. Do you have a story about him? Oh uh, yeah, that dude's a creep. He is the creep that I thought Drake was. Well, why? Like, I, I've seen a lot of um, memes on Instagram, like on, is it Chris D'Elia's, where it, like, shows that guy, like, as a girl. Oh, my God. If you didn't, if you don't listen to Congratulations, Chris D'Elia's podcast, you are missing out on joy. You're missing out on pure joy. Because let me tell you something. It is very hard to do a solo podcast. I know, because I while you, Beth, have been not here I've once or twice tried to do uh, a podcast on my own, and uh, boy, it sure does sound like a crazy person talking to nothing whenever I do it, <laughs> and uh, when Chris D'Elia does it, it's amazing, but he will always talk about, he's like, oh, he's like, I just saw that Takashi 6 9 the other day, he's like, she is so hot, he's like, <laughs> like just talks like about that- him like it's a, a girl all the time, and but he's is like weird, like he has tattoos on his face, but mm-hmm. he's, I don't know, like he's really weird looking to me. Oh yeah, he he's very strange looking. He's got the rainbow weave or whatever in his hair. Yeah. Uh at least I imagine he wants it's weave. Attention. Oh yeah, and he's listen, you either get a face tattoo because you already have a lot of attention or because you're sure that you're about to get a lot of attention. Right. Cuz his level of face tattoos are gratuitous. <laughs> To say the least. I wonder what made Mike Tyson get a face tattoo. Okay, Mike Tyson is a different breed because Mike Tyson could be like, hey, I want to get spikes installed in my head. And we would all be like, yes, sir, you darn right you do. Go onward. Like, if he (laughs) did that, I think he would look like King Koopa. And we would all salute him and be like, "Uh, your majesty. (laughs) You're the new king. (laughs) Your Majesty Koopa, how uh, are you? <laughs> didn't he, like, didn't Tom Segura have some really funny jokes about him on a plane? Mike Tyson? I want it Was that Tom Segura? I don't remember. 
I think so. I think he said he like sat next to him on a plane one time, mm-hmm. and it's really funny. Um, <clears throat> do you have anything more to say about congratulations, Crystalia, or Takashi Six Nine? Well, Takashi Six Nine just got on probation for four years, I think. For what? Uh, because so it's very strange because it. I'm trying to find. Uh, it's very strange because it says it's for like uh, a, an underage sex thing, but the way Ew. that it's described is also strange because the girl was supposedly 13. Was it Millie Bobby Brown? It was not. Millie Bobby Brown is... She's already claimed by Drake. Yeah, Drake has already got that on lockdown. Uh, I will say congratulations to all of those SoundCloud... Like, I didn't realize Post Malone was also like a dude that got found off of SoundCloud like I need to I need to make one rap. What's another what's another thing that's what's a synonym for congratulations? Mm, I don't know. I need to make I'll that have to song. Think about it. <laughs> uh let's see. Okay. I am failing at this. What are you doing? Well, I thought I had two articles saved and one is like the rundown of this dude's career, which is too much. He's got a lot. It started with him in SoundCloud. Hmm. Uh, like I, I okay. saw a video of him and Nicki Minaj together, which Nicki Minaj is in, um, like getting sued by uh, Tracy Chapman. Really? Yeah, because she used one of her songs in her new album that she didn't ask permission for. Whoopsie. Da- really? In yep. this day and age, still that's happening? Yeah. Like, I think after they used the song, then her manager called uh, Tracy Chap. No. <laughs> her part of her job description is not clearing music for right. her to use, but it's just ridiculous. Like, dude, I would be firing everyone I saw if I was I'd be like, I didn't have anything to do with fired. Get out. Like, why would you let this happen? Cause Nikki right. is, she's not new. Like, so theoretically the people surrounding her should also not be new. Well, yeah. And they should know better than to release it on it an album if it's not cleared so yeah tracy chapman not happy and if you don't know who tracy chapman is it's the lady that sings uh fast car it's like you got a fast car i got a job (laughs) (laughs) i got it (laughs) (laughs) yep uh the famous you have a car i have a job (laughs) yeah or she sings that other song with John Cougar Mellencamp. What? No, I was thinking, I'm sorry, that's not her. She sings, I was thinking of Wild Night, and that's not her. Um, what is the other song she sings? Oh, uh, Give Me One Reason to Stay Here. Give Me One Reason to Stay Here. I don't know that song. Yeah, you do. But anyway, I don't know the song that they said she stole. And used as a sample or whatever in her song, Nicki Minaj did, but. (coughs) Yeah, get that sickness out. Sorry. And like, I'm not really good at vamping, but it's especially hard when I feel like I can't breathe. So I'm not sure what you're looking at over there. I'm just trying to find like 
because it keeps referencing. I keep finding things that reference this video because I vaguely remember. All right. Well, you keep talking about that, and I'm going to tell this new story about this kid that was getting. Stop looking at me. <laughs> Look at your phone. <laughs> You're wasting time. <laughs> Don't listen to the story I'm telling. To tell. Oh, I'm listening to this story. I know. So this kid was getting bullied at school. So his dad went and talked to the bully, and he found out that um, the reason the kid was bullying his son is because he was being bullied because his family was poor. Like I think they were homeless, and he couldn't do laundry, so he was like going to school in the same clothes every day. And um, he didn't have any way to wash him. So that kid's dad, the kid of the, I'm sorry, the dad of the kid that was originally getting bullied took the bully shopping and bought him a whole new wardrobe of clothes so he wouldn't be bullied and that now him and his son are friends. So... I just thought that was a really nice thing to do. Like, one, go to the source and find out what the problem is. And two, like, try to solve the problem. Uh, basically, I'm just going to recap what I found before, which was Takashi69 is going to be on probation for, like, the next four or five years. He has to register as a sex offender. <laughs> uh, and it all stemmed from some video that was released when he was, I think, 18 and this girl was 13. And... He was supposedly behind her, like, making the butt smack motions or doing something. Mm. And she may or may not have been engaged in some kind of something. I don't know if it was sex or not, but with someone else while he did that. And I get, I don't know. Oh, but she was underage, so they're all in trouble. Yeah, and I guess also... As a sidebar, like one of his bodyguards just shot someone or he shot or got shot or something. I don't know. Who cares? Takashi 69 you've gotten away with face tattoos for far too long. Mm, I mean, he's going to have to get away with them for the rest of his life. We only have room for two face tattoo people at a time. And right now it's Mike Tyson and Post Malone. Not even. I heard a little bit of Machine Gun Kelly the other day. Not impressed. Not impressed. Yeah, Machine Gun I don't Kelly. Know. Seems like a nice guy, not a fantastic rapper. Well, I mean, he seems like good enough for uh, Eminem to be taking note. Uh, the only reason Eminem took note is because uh, at one point, uh, I guess on Twitter, Machine Gun Kelly, MGK, as his friends know, was like, Haley, uh, Eminem's yeah. daughter, is foin. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, hey, she is not foin. Not even a little bit. <laughs> Well, but still, like, he seems like he's been squaring off with him, and that doesn't seem like a good enough reason, especially since that was a few years ago. Eminem. Whatever. I, I, someone was just talking about it. It might have even been Chris D'Elia, but it was, it was all of this nonsense, all of these, like, diss tracks or whatever that rapper, like, famous rappers are doing. Like, it's all stupid because it is... Uh, we stop with that. I'm sorry. It is all, <laughs> it is all uh, just about the promotion of it all because you don't have to hate any of them. Whether he hates Machine Gun Kelly or not, or anybody else that he talked about in his little diss track, doesn't matter because it's just lifting all of them up. Because you're not going to just hear Eminem's track and be like, 
I'm going to listen to this in a vacuum, and that's it. No, you're going to go and listen to Machine Gun Kelly or Drake or Nicki Minaj or whoever else he talked about. And the same thing when Nicki Minaj put out her, like, these are all the guys that I banged, and these were the good ones, and these were the terrible (laughs) ones. Like, you're now going to start Googling all those guys, and if any of them were... uh, actors or rappers you're going to be looking up their stuff and going after that too so it's just all about publicity publicity uh which is fine if you're good like eminem is good i know you're not a huge fan anymore but like i heard that Nicki minaj thing a couple weeks ago where she was just calling out all those dudes and it was good and it was hilarious which are two things that i appreciate very much uh so yeah if you want to self-promote or just like promote on the slick tip uh in that way just be good at it because they i i think it was chris dilly on his podcast played some of machine gun kelly's or maybe it was on joe Rogan. it doesn't matter played some of machine gun kelly's uh like retort to the eminem and it wasn't good it just was not good like i think he had a line or two that were okay but the rest of it was like come on son just just relax, dude. I mean, I don't really know it, that I know of any of his music anyway. Like, I've heard his name before, and his name sounds cool. I mean, he also has face tattoos, but clearly... Uh, but doesn't he look like Nick... Uh, what's his name? Carter? No, not Nick Carter. Aaron Carter. Nick Nolte. <laughs> like, is it really Aaron Carter as Machine Gun Kelly? <laughs> yeah. NC is actually MGK. Yeah, no, AC, Aaron Carter. AC is actually MGK. Yeah. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. So, do you have anything else? Because I have one last one for us, if you don't. Yeah, go ahead. There is going to be... You're either going to love this or hate this, because... There is apparently a Clueless remake in the works. Oh, I do have one more thing, too. You son of a gun. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We'll have two more things. Well, I hope they're as lighthearted as a stupid Clueless remake. They're not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is anyone from the original going to be in it? Uh, I don't think it matters, because like, this is the thing that no one... I don't know. That seems like a. It's weird to say this, but it seems like a classic movie that doesn't doesn't really need to be remade. Yeah, like, I agree. Do Valley Girls exist in that same way now as they did then? Then I don't know. Maybe, but I mean, if they do, it's not as obvious because they don't say it. They're not in the zeitgeist like they were at the time. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I've heard anyone mentioning Valley Girls, but... But we also don't live in California. Agreed. Specifically in the Valley. Or not in the Valley. Or adjacent to the Valley. (laughs) Valley adjacent, they call it. Okay, so what's your murder stories or whatever? Okay, well, um, do you remember... like Kathy, no. Kathy Griffin got in a lot of trouble for like the D- Donald that Trump Donald head. Trump, yeah, with the blood. Mm-hmm. Well, she posted on Twitter: Donald Trump has brought out the worst in the in the worst people, and someone <laughs> clapped back with, and that includes you, my dear. Yeah, <laughs> I just thought that was pretty funny because, like, really seriously, like you're bringing up that. Like, after you were like, hey, look at me, guys. Oh, I'm so sorry, guys. I'm yeah, so whoops. sorry, guys. 
Well, what's funny about like her, all those people that want to, because who was it? Who was the other one? Rosie O'Donnell that was like uh, talking smack on Donald Trump. Like, I don't have any, honestly, like the only reason that it's a problem what Kathy Griffin did is because he's the president. Like, you just can't do that to the president. Well, could you do that to anyone though? Yeah. Like blood, like make it look like their head is bleeding. Uh, I think you can right now if you're a woman. I don't uh, know about that. <laughs> like, uh, your boy Alex Jones couldn't have done that, even if it was to another guy. Yeah, no, you should not do that. Uh, but... But I think anyone would come under fire for doing that maybe. about another person, because that was just too graphic, I think. Uh, well, th- that's the thing, is are you going to give the caveat of it was a comedian that did it? Like a, but, it not- but it didn't seem like a joke. And an established comedian. But I do you know the context that she released that picture? Because I don't. I just remember seeing it. No, I don't either. So but, Well, and that's the whole point. Because most people don't know the context. If there is one. All I'm saying is, is that sh- her and Rosie O'Donnell were two that uh, were... Well, it doesn't... Re- <laughs> Doesn't Rosie O'Donnell and Donald Trump have a long-standing like feud going anyway? Like he's like that fat pig or whatever, and she's like he's he's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's the worst. Like I can't think of any things that she said about him, but I well, know that she always, he always said really mean things about her. It was at least alleged that she was saying that she thought that his son had, like, some kind of mental deficiency or something or some kind of Down syndrome or something when I guess he doesn't. So, I I don't know. All I know is is that, again, I'll say it this time, unless I'm interrupted for the thrice time. Okay. uh, Tell us. (laughs) None of them, I will stab you in the heart. None of them, they could all dish it, but can't take it. Because as soon as they get clapped back on, uh, whether it be just by Donald Trump or by all of his, you know, uh, supporters, uh, Mm. (laughs) like, their their reaction is like, I can't believe, I can't believe I'm being treated this way. All these people are so mad at me. Like, okay, well, you did something controversial. (laughs) Like, what did you think was going to happen? Yeah. Did you think that there was only going to be one outcome and it was going to be in your favor? Well, yeah, because everyone was on that bandwagon of hating him. But then, uh, like, you can't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's too far. (laughs) Well, it's all about the living in a vacuum. Like, if you're surrounded by a bunch of people that are like, yeah, ha, 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 hilarious. Like, and you don't have someone (laughs) who lives in reality as well as is your friend. And is like, that is hilarious. But also don't do it because you're going to go to jail because he's the president. Like, you definitely, I would agree with you. You can't do that to just a normal person. But you 100% cannot do it to the president. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Fine, I'll give you that. <laughs> All right, and then the last thing I have is... What kind of murder or kidnapping is this about? Well, this is the saddest kind. Good God. On The Simpsons, the producers confirmed uh, that Apu is being written out of the show following um, controversy. Well, finally, we're getting rid of racism everywhere. By All getting rid of races. Racism is gone. Yeah. As long as we have one race, doesn't matter which one it is, but as long as there's only one, then there's no more racism. Like, what do you think about that? Because the argument is that everything about him is a stereotype. 
Yeah, I would argue that everything with everyone on that show is a stereotype. That's what I would argue as well. Also, they don't age. So clearly they live in some kind of Groundhog's Day world where they don't even realize that they're in it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and like erasing the character is like that doesn't help bring any kind of equality because now we're just getting rid of it. They're not going to make the character a non-stereotype because then he wouldn't fit with the show. <laughs> and at the time that that character Apu showed up and now, considering he's still the same age he always was, mm-hmm. uh, is that not like I what I literally uh, call me racist if you want, but I went to 7-Eleven on Friday and I went and bought some ice and whatever, and I bought it from a guy who talked exactly like Apu. And yeah. he was like, hello, sir. He just, I don't know. He just talked exactly like him. And you know what I thought when he did that? Nothing. I thought, please, let's hurry up with this interaction so I can go and get to work, please. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, and I don't think that people were going to The Simpsons to find, like, racial... Uh, what is it embodiments of actual characters they're they're not looking to to that show to be like oh this is what indians are like in america and it doesn't erase you're not you're not taking away the show period so the body of work is still there you know what i mean yeah just that character isn't going to be represented now you can still go back and find him on there for the last 30 seasons or 30 years or whatever it was Mm. so whatever man it's not like what's his face what is his name hank azaria is going to be uh sweating for money (laughs) well yeah i mean he could still do mo and a host of other characters that are on there but like it's just a shame that that culture representation is being erased because someone didn't like it. I would argue that Mo is a better character than Apu anyway. I like Apu though. Apu was great. I keep saying it well, weird. Apu. Apu. Yeah. Apu. But I mean, they have some episodes where it's like based around him and his family. Um, and like the Simpsons go to all different countries and make fun of their, <laughs> their uh, traditions and, uh, values or whatever else. So I don't think that that show is based on like making fun of Indian people. Well, what's strange and maybe it's more nuanced than I, cause I never really thought of it till just now, but like, why is it okay for South Park to go as far as they possibly can on every subject, no matter what it is. And they have somehow found that sweet spot of like you, they just, are beyond reproach like they no one yeah they got integrity <laughs> uh yeah like we watched the first episode of south park that we've watched in years years and i will tell you that show is as funny today as it was when i was in high school it is such a good show i think it's funnier now because we understand all the jokes oh my god so i don't know like i would put I would put The Simpsons and South Park in the same category. So I don't I just don't know why. Well, yeah, but The Simpsons have to be a little bit more PG. But they do, that's the thing. They do, they, but they get around it by being clever. Like what is even the point of having voice actors? Like what like that's so if one uh guy that is of Hindu descent is able to do a bunch of different like look at uh 
the best two examples I can think of off the top of my head are uh, Philip Lamar and Tess McNeil, the two of the characters that have been, or two of the voice actors that have been on The, the Simpsons. Simpsons, Futurama, a bunch of different, not not just Matt Groening joints. Uh, Who was Philip Lamar? He's the he one do? that does uh, what's his face, the Jamaican. Oh, what is his name? He's the bureaucrat God on dang Futurama. It. Why can't we need to rewatch that all again? But he. I can't imagine that uh, Philip Lamar, a black guy, has played only black characters uh, on every show he's ever done because all of them do multiple characters. And I can't imagine that Trace or Tress, Tess McNeil, uh, I can't imagine she has done only, you know, white uh, white characters on every show she's ever done. Right. So what... Well, even on the Cleveland show, that the guy that played Cleveland was a white guy. God. And that was... Cleveland's black. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's just so stupid. Like, yes, you can make the the uh, argument to me that you need to have, uh, you know, uh, an Asian woman playing uh, Ghost in the Shell or whatever instead of a Scarlett Johansson. Like, that I, argument you could probably well, sway me on. Well, I think there's a difference between, like... Um, not having enough representation and then making sure a specific race plays a specific role. Like, I don't think those two things are the same thing. Like, yes, there should be more Asians, more Indians, more uh, black people acting, uh, more Mexicans, more any other race besides mainly white people. Uh, sure. But like, I don't think that we need to stereotype or like typecast actor so that the roles can't be racial fluent i don't know like i I just don't think that matters like (laughs) yeah it's not the same story (laughs) that you remember but it's a different story that's why you're watching it so i don't know like i just think it's sad so is that the main reason too why apu's leaving because they don't like that um a white guy does the voice I mean, that's, I don't know that that's why I, I, they, what I read, the headlines that I read was he's leaving, you know, they're taking the character out because of the controversy. So that's, that's what I would assume. Yeah. That because he's a white guy doing it. They're like, nah, we don't want to deal with this anymore, which I've got. To, I wonder why I want, again, I wonder what like family guy and South park and all of that, like the, the creators of all of that have to say about this. Like that's the, that's who I would be interested to hear from is what they're, maybe not so much Seth MacFarlane or what, however you say his name. Cause yeah, MacFarlane. Uh, because maybe, I don't know, maybe he wouldn't say exactly how he felt because he's also got a Fox, two Fox shows or at least one Fox show. Does he still, is American Dad still on? I don't think so. Uh, so. And Cleveland's over. But Trey Parker and Matt Stone, the South Park guys, like, I would love to hear their... Well, I guess there was... We need to watch it, because I guess there was a episode of South Park that did address that at the end of one of their episodes. What? About It addressed the whole Apu thing, because I remember seeing something about it. I remember seeing one news article about it, and I just kind of breezed past it, because I was like, I don't know. I was like, what? 
are they really talking about South Park controversy? That can't be. If I start seeing three or four articles, (laughs) then I'll pay attention. But one is not enough. Yeah, it's just crazy, too, because think of, like, not until recently, like, really, Apu was the main, like, Indian character that was on TV. Because uh, now we have, like, what is it? Uh, what's his name? Aziz. Aziz Ansari. Um, yeah, Master but... of None, but that's on Netflix. It's not on mainstream TV. And he's, you know, uh, hooking girls in the mouth, so we can't uh, deal with him anymore. <laughs> He didn't get in trouble for that, did he? Yeah, he did. Like, he got called out, but I don't think he lost any fans or anything. He didn't get in trouble like Louie or anybody yeah, did. Yeah, he didn't but... lose anything. Well, who knows? Because was he ever supposed to have a season three of Master of None? I don't know. Does Is it not happening now? Or I don't know if it ever even was. I hope it does. I know that's a... I don't even like, know if it's his... a good show. It definitely is an that interesting show. That was a show. good show. I liked it. I thought it was funny, and I thought it was... Uh, like thought provoking in like a family good time way, um, but anyway, I really like that show. Okay, but you I don't cannot think... mean family like family show because it one hundred percent was not a family show. But he brought his mom and dad on there oh, all the time. Yeah, but I when you say that that context is it's a family show. Gather around. No, your I don't mean bring set. your children to watch it because it was not like that. But it was like. A show where he included his family. <laughs> yeah, and like, I don't know, like he, it, watch it. It's a great show, watch it. It seems like his relationships, friends or otherwise, were just like a slightly heightened version of what reality actually is, not just like some kind of idealized, you know, friends universe. <laughs> There's a really funny episode of that show, though, where he like goes out with a girl or, and she like tries to be crazy uh, so he interested in her, but he's like annoyed by it because <laughs> like they go to some, what is it? Like a, a nightclub or something. Yeah, and, and she, she like, like steals someone's jacket. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a really funny show. But um, I don't know. Like, I, like for the longest time, I don't think those characters were represented at all. And maybe it's not right for a white guy to do the voice, even though it seems like he did a good job and it was fine for, like you said, 30 years. But um, it just seems sad that now that culture is being erased from something that probably will go on for a a lot longer than it has already, uh, just because somebody didn't like that a white person was doing it. (sighs) Oh, well. Yeah. If I mean, we don't want anyone to have nice things. Eventually, we won't. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe we're missing out on a perspective that we haven't thought of. But sure. But here's the problem: is even if they get a whoever, if they get an, a Hindu guy, a black guy, anybody to do any part in any show, if it's not, if you're not looking at who created slash is writing the show on a regular basis, then it doesn't matter who plays the part. Because they're most likely not going, especially on an animated show, uh, a re- I would imagine, unless you're a well-established voice actor, you're not going to be getting any of your input taken seriously. Like, well, actually, uh, hi, me, DJ here, uh, new to the show. I actually think that uh, what my character would say right now is, pooty boot scootin'. And they'd be <laughs> like, hey, shut your mouth and say the words we wrote, you idiot. And I'd be Jeez. like, you're paying me a lot of money? I will say that now. Boot scootin' boogie. 
Uh, unless you have anything super great, fantastic, I think we should roll it on into the old recommendations. All right, I'll let you go first. Uh, well, I would like to recommend the Thrifty Podcast. I have been listening to this for a while now, and I, what is it? I would say, if you're a fan of comedy, uh, then you will recognize the host of this podcast, Nope, that's the wrong way to say it because he's not a famous comedian, but he should be because he reminds me of Duncan Trussell. Uh, his name is Todd, and I want to say, God, I'm so sorry. I don't have your co-host name written down, and I don't think it's in the details here. But I will just say the details of this podcast. I thrift. I scour secondhand stores searching for interesting artifacts, useful unusuals, trendy trinkets, cool collectibles, good garbage, and all-around helpful items that I can utilize in my daily life. Each week, I invite a friend of mine out to my thrifting adventures. We spend the day scavenging, bring our loot back to the studio, then record what we found. I'm sentimentally attached to things you have forgotten. It's time to get thrifty. And I will say, what? Where are they located? I think they're out of Texas. I don't remember because I'm a bad person. Because that seems like it will be a fun adventure to go on, like thrifting. Dude, I'm telling you right now, if we ever go to where this podcast exists, I'm going to try and shoehorn us as guests on that show. (laughs) Because I would love to do this. But the last episode is called The Episode We Drink Poison In. And they find this, uh, they find this beer from like 13 years ago, and uh, they do drink it. I won't tell you how it ends, but the second or the next step, it's just supposed to be like a two-part episode, and the second part hasn't come out yet. So, did they make it? Find out next time. Josh doesn't have the last name. Is his co-host? I feels like the episodes I've listened to, it's been Josh. That's been co-hosting with him. And that's it. That's all I got. Thrifty, the podcast. Be there or be a triangle. Yeah. Sounds really cool. By the way, can I just apologize now? I'm so bad at doing recommendations. I always do them on the fly, and I feel like I fail harder at them every time I do them. So just... I thought that was pretty good. It's going to be a lot better than the one I do because oh, I no. don't I don't have one. It's for a wet fart. <laughs> oh, Everybody, no, it's not that. Just fart in your own hand and smell it. That's Sorry, my recommendation. <laughs> no, no, that is not. <laughs> Please do not do that. Fart in your own hand, smell it, then shake the hand of a stranger. <laughs> That's why I do not shake hands. Hand them a chocolate covered pretzel. <laughs> uh, mall rats. Oh, uh, what a great movie. Yeah. So, is that that's it, right? You're good? Yeah. Sorry, guys. I've been under the weather, so I didn't go above and beyond to try to Failure. You find taken, something to recommend. You should have taken 300 cc's of vitamin C and uh, done the right thing and given us a good recommendation. But that's okay. We'll forgive you this time. Yeah. I'll let your recommendation be congratulations, the podcast starring 
Christopher Dalia. Except I never heard that podcast. Except yeah, you for have. once. You heard the <laughs> delaying the burp. <burp-er. laughs> uh, yeah, I did hear that. Well, I heard him on uh, Chris Dalia on Burt Kreischer's podcast the other day too. God, it's so funny. That anyway, was really funny. So if you want to, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Untrained iPod. You can email us Untrained iPod at gmail dot com. Yeah, talk to us. Uh, tweet at us. Send us Instagram messages. We love hearing from you guys. I do, especially. Yeah, send it on Twitter for Beth. Give us some... Ha- oh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. If you have any questions, because I feel like more people are doing Twitter, doing Twitter than Instagram. <laughs> uh, I put something on our Twitter the other day, uh, like in the description. If you have any questions or any, like topics for us maybe if there's one funny joke or a yeah if you have out. any funny jokes that you want us to tell <laughs> okay we're definitely not doing that 100%. i'll do it no nope, send it to won't. me i'll do it for you but if you want like an easy way to find it if ha- it's funny <laughs> hashtag untrained ipod and we'll just search for that and see what you got so bethany i'm so glad that you were able to do this even though you got us both sick i'm sorry you should be I don't believe you're sick. I need to. I need some therapy. Well, I think you're faking it. I have been faking it, uh, so that you, so that I could take care of you and make you feel bad about uh, me doing it. Just look at you <laughs> like I don't even feel that good, but I'll make you breakfast anyway. <laughs> yeah, you have been taking care of me. All right, don't. Anyway, no one cares about what I'm doing. I do. <laughs> <laughs> no one besides you. All right, Beth. This has been another fun episode. I love you. I love you too. I will see no one, none of you except for Beth, but we'll talk to you next time. Fireworks emoji. Bring it back. Fireworks emoji. <laughs>